Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. There's a picture doing the rounds on social media of tiny yellow planes flying in the skies around Europe. There's so many, you can barely see the map underneath. They represent the air traffic on any given day in Europe, as thousands of people fly back and forth across the continent. Why this map is different is because there's a big hole where all flights are being rerouted away from Ukraine and Russian airspace. Ukraine has closed its airspace to civil flights following its invasion by Russia in the early hours of Thursday. There is a danger of targeting or misidentification of civilian aircraft. For those who are planning a trip to Europe, one that has been years in the making due to the global pandemic, there are some concerns that maybe right now isn't the best time to go, seeing as there's a war on the eastern side. Today, we find out from a travel industry expert whether you need to put a hold on that longed-for trip overseas. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. For so many Australians, flying to Europe is a regular thing. To visit family, to go back home, to spend time in your younger years backpacking, to experience the rich cultures and to work. But the global COVID pandemic put an end to that in 2020, leaving thousands of people separated from family, stuck at home with a furiously biting travel bug, leaving many a young dream dashed. But then, at the end of 2021, the international border reopened. And while we had to navigate the new world of COVID testing and vaccine certification, we were finally able to go back to the places we missed, the places we dreamed of. Madeline was one of those who booked flights as soon as she heard the border was reopening, finding a good deal on tickets online to head back overseas. My husband is from Greece and his family all live there. So pre-pandemic, we would go annually to visit them. So we haven't actually been for about two and a half years. So come our plan trip in September, it will have been three years since we've visited. So really the main priority for us was to visit family. Madeline booked the flights herself and didn't take out travel insurance, which isn't uncommon for Aussies who are visiting relatives. But now she's unsure whether she should take her young family to a country that, while it doesn't immediately border Ukraine, is only two countries away. I don't know if I'm overthinking it because our trip is several months away, but strangely the threat or the risk of getting COVID 
isn't even on my mind anymore. We haven't had it yet, but I'm not so worried about that. What worries me is that if anything were to escalate with the Russia-Ukraine conflict right now, I'd be in a foreign country with my children. And it's the fact that I'd have my children with me that gives me a bit of anxiety. If I was there by myself, I could deal with it. But if anything were to happen that could put them in danger, that's what makes me anxious. Flights have been diverted away from the airspace immediately over the invasion area and Russia. So the chances of another incident, like the downing of the passenger plane MH17 back in 2014, when there was also unrest in the region, is unlikely. But Madeline says there's a different fear that is causing her to rethink her trip. Thinking about it, it's probably all going to be over pretty soon. But, you know, just hearing that the word nuclear has been thrown around... Being in Eastern Europe, if we were to be in Greece and anything happened that was of that scale and that magnitude when we were in that part of the world, I wouldn't feel comfortable, obviously. You know, that's one of the good things about Australia being all the way down here in the world, it's far away. So we're kind of safe from anything like that down here. But being in Europe, if anything were to happen, that's scary. For Emmeline, she's had to reconsider travelling to her partner's homeland, seeing its proximity to Ukraine. With everything that's going on in Europe at the moment, I have rethought some of my travel plans to specific places. Not everywhere in Europe, but my partner is Hungarian and we've wanted to visit there together for a while and we're looking forward to potentially doing that later in the year. But of course, Hungary borders with Ukraine and it's probably not the right time to be thinking about going in that direction, unfortunately. And for Siobhan, a regular traveller to Europe too, she says we don't think about what we're flying over a lot of the time anyway. I am desperate to go back to Europe to see my friends and family and also just have a bit of a holiday somewhere else. I do worry slightly about what's happening in Ukraine and Russia right now, but I think at the end of the day, you know, we're often flying over war zones somewhere or other and probably we just don't think about it that much. So I think on balance I probably would still travel and will look to do so later this year. But I can't say it doesn't worry me at all because you just never know. But then life, you never know, right? So I guess it's the risk you take. And Europe isn't the only overseas destination that Aussies are spooked about travelling to now that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is underway. Megan says her kids' dream trip to the happiest place on earth could also be shelved for now. My family and I have been speaking about going to the US. My two daughters would love to go to Disneyland and it's something that we've spoken about for a family holiday. But with the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine and the tensions between the US and Russia, there's no way that we'll be heading over to the US anytime soon. It just seems too uneasy and too unsafe that anything could happen. So it's definitely affecting my decision making when it comes to travel. And Ian's tropical getaway isn't close to the tensions, but he's concerned the fallout from it could spread further than the immediate risk area. I was thinking of booking our first trip out of the country in a little while to somewhere like Fiji, which is on the other side of the world. But the thought of being somewhere else other than home, if tensions were to escalate and something more serious were to go down, is a little scary. But also it's hard to know recent sanctions and companies boycotting Russia and Russian suppliers as to how that might affect our trip overseas. The Australian government has now updated the travel advice to Russia and Ukraine to do not travel. 
and the countries that border the region to exercise a high degree of caution. So does that mean you need to rethink your European holiday? Kelly Spencer is the General Manager of Flight Centre Australia. She's responsible for overseeing the strategic and operational plans of the country's largest travel retailer. Kelly, we've been waiting years to take these trips, but should we be reconsidering now that things are looking unstable in Eastern Europe? Yes, we have been waiting a long two years, hey, to look at all these holidays that we've been banking up. So, listen, our view on this is that most of our most popular European destinations like the UK, France, Portugal, Germany, Italy and Greece, they're still some distance from the Ukraine and they're not affected by this crisis. So, yes, we have seen some carriers obviously, you know, re-divert their routes, but we have also experienced this at times with conflicts in the Middle East as well. So, our view is is obviously everyone needs to be comfortable travelling and where they're travelling, but we're definitely not seeing any kind of decrease in customers wanting to go to those kind of more further afield countries away from the Ukraine, that's for sure. What about people who might be flying, say, into Russia or Ukraine or Belarus where we have a do not travel advice from the federal government? Can we still actually fly into those destinations right now? Yeah, so it depends on the carrier. And obviously, we would always suggest you check with your carrier, of course, your travel agent. And also, you know, we need to follow wherever possible the government advice. And obviously, they do have a do not travel to those particular areas at the moment. So again, customers need to check with their carriers as to whether they are actually still flying in there or their travel agent. But obviously, we always say heed the advice of the Australian government and plan your trip accordingly. What about if we're looking at travelling to countries who border the crisis area? So we're talking about places like Hungary or Romania or Poland or Slovakia. Do we need to know anything before we travel to those areas? Yeah, again, always really advised to check Smart Traveller in relation to any destinations that travellers are looking to go to. At the moment, the Australian government hasn't issued warnings, I guess, against some of these European countries. But, you know, obviously that is a dynamically changing situation. So need to keep up to, I guess, speed with that advice as well. Does travelling to a country that has, say, a travel advice like a lot of those countries I just mentioned, where it says to exercise a high degree of caution, but also bearing in mind that a lot of countries in Europe have that for the COVID situation right now as well, not just what's going on with uh, Ukraine and Russia, does it impact your travel insurance when you go to those areas if there is a warning in place from the government? Yeah, great question. Each travel insurance policy obviously will be slightly different. So again, really advised to check the terms and conditions or again, check with your travel agent. But generally, travel insurance won't cover travel to countries where the Australian government has actually issued that do not travel advice. So again, like us, travel insurance companies will follow that advice given by the government. In relation to the countries where the government has sort of advised to exercise a high degree of caution, travel insurance will generally cover travellers going to these areas. But again, you know, just really important to keep up to speed with that travel advice and keep in contact with either your travel insurance provider or your travel agent. Now, there might be people who aren't directly flying into that area or adjacent to that area, which is currently experiencing conflict. They might be on a tour, for example, or a cruise that might stop at a Russian port or might travel through parts of these areas. What do we need to know about that? 
Yeah, so basically any tours or cruises that stop at ports in Russia or going through the Ukraine have been suspended. So again, really advisable if that is a situation that any customers find themselves in, really important to again reach out to their travel provider or their travel agent just to make sure that you know they understand the impact of their trip. What should we do, Kelly, right now if we're sitting here thinking, should I or shouldn't I? Should I book? Should I not book? I've already booked. Should I cancel? What do we do if we're worried about travelling to Europe right now? As I mentioned a few times, you know, the government advice is something that we really encourage any traveller to make sure that they're across and they're keeping up to speed with. Obviously, there's a lot of media coverage across the world at the moment, keeping a really close eye on what's happening in Europe. We are finding that, you know, a lot of our travellers are desperate to see their friends and family in Europe after a long two years. So they're also a great sort of, I guess, source of truth on the ground to understand exactly what's happening. But I guess our advice, again, outside of the government and really following that is that our travellers and our our customers still want a really great European experience is to probably look at maybe going to some of these Western European countries so that it's a little bit further afield and, you know, potentially the concerns there are a little bit light on or lighter on, should I say. All 27 EU countries, the UK, Switzerland, Norway, Albania, Canada and now the US have banned Russia from its airspace which means their national airline Aeroflot is no longer allowed to land at those international airports. In retaliation, Russia has now banned 36 countries from its airspace. So if you have a ticket booked with Aeroflot, take that into consideration. International security experts are saying that Russia is very unlikely to use military force against other European nations because of the defence pact between the EU and NATO and that the only major travel concern is if you have plans to go to Ukraine, Western Russia or Southern Belarus. But you do need to keep in mind that some of the border countries to Ukraine are also dealing with a major influx of refugees right now, and that some of those borders may close at short notice. The United Nations says that already more than 800,000 Ukrainian refugees have entered Poland, Romania, Slovakia, Hungary and Moldova. Also consider protest action around Europe at the moment too. The demonstrations against the invasion have been happening across many European cities and will continue as long as the invasion does. So travel safe. Make sure you stay up to date with the Department of Foreign Affairs Smart Traveller website, get travel insurance and try to enjoy your very well-deserved post-COVID visit. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. Join host Emma Gillespie for the latest season of Extraordinary Stories, exploring the life and death of Charlotte Dawson, model, television personality and mental health advocate. Charlotte's life was one of incredible highs and gut-wrenching lows before it was cut short eight years ago. Over three episodes, you'll hear from those who knew and loved Charlotte, including fashion and lifestyle commentator Melissa Hoyer. She was so recognised. I mean, she would go anywhere and people would, would expect her to be on, on, on and be the Charlotte that they probably just saw on Top Model the night before or on Beauty and the Beast or on, on, on a... On a talk show or whatever the day before and I think that's really really hard because you know when you when you do sort of cultivate a character that people see a lot of and then you go out to a bar a restaurant there's this expectation that that the punters 
you know, want to see you like that. But it's it's just not, that's not right, is it? And so I think that's why she chose to sort of stay at home a lot because I think she just wanted to be sort of normal at home and not put on a face. Episode one is available now wherever you get your podcasts. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.